it was a little patronizing. I was just like, it's like he was like, ew, look at me. I wrote a pregnant lady in my book. Are you happy, ladies? I don't know. I shouldn't be like that. I don't know this man, but I just, it made me angry. No, but it, it also... Welcome to the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Ashley and Dawn. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club girls who don't always agree, but do enjoy a good book discussion. I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. And I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. Grab your favorite beverage and come and enjoy our universe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts, Dawn and Ashley. And today we will be reviewing and rating The Night Shift by Alex Finley. It is an adult thriller mystery. And we are excited because we don't usually do adult thriller mysteries, so this is exciting. Um, if this is your first time here, welcome. Ashley and I uh, review popular books and we will rate it first. And then we will talk about what we liked. Oh, no, what we didn't like first. And then we'll end on a positive note on what we liked. And then we'll go into a spoiler edition. We will let you know before we start spoiling the book. Um, we are also inviting you to follow us on Instagram. And we do post these videos, our review videos to YouTube. So if you want to see us rather than listen to us, you can go find us on YouTube. I usually post like a week later. Um, our next book will be Gallant. Is it Gallant or Gallant? I think it's Gallant. Gallant by, is it V.E. Schwab or Victoria? I think it's, it's V.E. Schwab, I think. Okay. Because it's, if it's Victoria, it's YA. If it's V, it's adult. But I don't think this is YA. I mean, I don't think this is adult. I think this is YA. Whatever. It, like, gives off the, it's YA, even though it's, the e schwab yeah like when you when you open it and you look at it it's kind of got this like graphic novel sort of set up a little bit but it's not a graphic novel yeah we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out um but that is the next book we will be doing we are excited for her newest book hopefully it's good if you hear somebody talking in the background sorry my mom is doing her religion all right are you ready are you ready for uh the night shift all right, <laughs> let's do this description really quickly. All right, it's New Year's Eve, 1999, and Y2K is upon us. I'm going to skip a lot of that part. But a blockbuster video in Linden, New Jersey, four teenage girls working the night shift are attacked. Only one survives. Police quickly identify a suspect who flees and is never seen again. Fifteen years later in the same town, four teenage employees working late at an ice cream store are attacked and again, only one makes it out alive. Both surviving victims recall the co- recall the killer speaking only a few final words. Good night, pretty girl. All right, that's all I'm going to read. You get the gist. But, okay, Ashley, do you remember the Browns chicken murders? Are you too young for that? No, but I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. 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 That is the first thing I thought of when I started reading this book. So for you guys out there who don't know, uh, Ashley and I are both from Illinois. And in the mid or early 90s, some person came in and killed like seven employees at a Brown's Chicken in Palatine, Illinois. And when I went to college, 
there was a girl who was from Palatine and everyone was just like, oh my God, Brown's Chicken Murders, Brown's Chicken Murders. This poor girl, everybody was just like, did you know the Brown's mm-hmm. Chicken Murders? And she's like, no, I didn't know the Brown's Chicken Murders. So, but it's kind of similar to this one in that they didn't find the killer until like 10 years later or something like that. So yeah, just like immediately brought me back to that. Yeah, it's ter- terrifying, yeah. terrifying, right? You know, I-, I think if anything happened like this in our own personal hometown, it's like, it's like too close to home. Like it's, it makes you uneasy and super like, I don't know if I want to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, feeling, so. All right, Ashley, what did you rate the night shift? So I gave it a four. I couldn't quite give it a five. I don't I don't know why. I know why. I don't really I don't really, <laughs> I didn't um I didn't have I didn't have a lot of issues with the book, but I just couldn't give it like an amazing rating. I had some like little pet peeves. Mm-hmm. But overall, I was listening to it while I was driving through Aspen, Colorado. Mm-hmm, and, like, fancy. mind you, if you've never driven that highway through the mountains, it is rigorous. <laughs> so I'm listening to this, and it's like, and he stopped up to them. Good night, pretty girl. I'm like, ah, let's <laughs> <not driving."> Wow. <laughs> what did you rate it? I also gave it a four. But I know why I gave it a four, not a five, so. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. All right, well, let's get into our dislikes. What was your first dislike? Like I said, I'll have some, some nitpicks. That's fine. Nitpicks. So it's nitpicking time for you? Yes, I don't have any time nitpicks. for me. Okay. Yeah, so my nitpick is there is an FBI agent um, who is heavily, heavily pregnant like you know just heavily pregnant and i'm just like there is no way that your body is able to do that at eight and a half months pregnant that's all i have to say that's all i have to say like i just (laughs) it seems a little like like superhero-y like she had some superhero powers to be able to like just forget that she's eight and a half months pregnant um being an fbi agent and i was just like "Mm, as someone who's had a child and has experienced that time of pregnancy no no (laughs) yeah and that is why this book is a, a lot lower than i would have never probably given this a five anyway maybe a four and a half maybe but okay so I have an issue with the pregnancy thing too but it's not it's not only that she's eight and a half months pregnant which I thought she may have not been that far along but my issue is that this is clearly written by a man trying to write a pregnant woman and it's it's about to be dawn rant time because I was I was like okay okay so (laughs) Usually, usually when a pregnant woman is in a book or a movie or a TV show, it's an integral part of her character development. It's important. And I felt like with this book, it was just kind of him trying to do something different. Oh, I'll make her pregnant. And then her whole character arc is she can feel some movement. But there was no backstory of her like miscarrying one time and she didn't feel movement. Like there was 
there's nothing to substantiate the whole oh it's moving thing it's just one itty bitty little thing and this woman could have been five foot two and it wouldn't have made a difference she could have been in a wheelchair she could have been blind and deaf like her pregnancy added zero to the impact of this book and it's because it's written by a man who did not have any input about being a pregnant woman and what that feels like He's trying to write something that is completely outside of his area of yeah. knowledge. Um, you know, and it showed. Oh, it was like, yeah. I was okay that this person was pregnant because I'm like, oh, good for you. Woman's doing her, her career. She's doing her thing. She's also going to be a mama. Good for her. But the way that he wrote her, I was like, okay, now you're like stripping her of this most amazing, beautiful part of like what a woman's body can do. Um, and having her do extremely, like, intense parkour things, she is, that is not okay. (laughs) But I'm serious, though. Mm -mm. No, no. No. No FBI agent would be on a scene that pregnant because it's a liability. They would not have her there that heavily pregnant. They wouldn't. I agree, man. That's all I have have to say. (laughs) I will say, and I I bring this up only because I recently watched Inventing Anna. Um, So, like, I was trying to think of a TV show where, or something, a movie where this has happened and it was done well. Because, once again, if a pregnant, if a woman is pregnant in a show, is a reason for it. It's it's important to her character. And in Inventing Anna, um, the main character is pregnant. She's eight and a half months pregnant. And she is just in denial the entire time. She has not done up her nursery. She doesn't go to her doctor's appointments. She works too long. She's not eating healthy. Like she is just not prepared for this baby. And the reason it develops over the course of the season is because she, it's not a spoiler or anything, but she was hoping to be far along in her career at this point before she became a mother and something happened where she's not as far along in her career as she wants to and she's upset about it and so she's just like in denial with this baby because she's trying to get her career going she's focusing so much on her career she's trying to like put the baby in the back burner even though she's about to give birth any moment that's how you develop a pregnant woman not because I felt the baby move like dude come on we're not stupid here it was a little patronizing. I was just like, it's like he was like, ew, look at me. I wrote a pregnant lady in my book. Are you happy, ladies? I don't know. I shouldn't be like that. I don't know this man, but yeah. I just, it made me angry. No, but it, it also, it lacked in her, her um, you know, clout as, as the one of the main characters because I thought she had like a different connection to the story than she did. And that's all I'm going to say. I thought that there was more to why she was okay. brought in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That and makes like, sense. Like her pregnancy was just like showcasing where she was in her life. Not that that being her main thing about herself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because all of the other characters have like this higher clout because of X, Y, and Z. And that's why they are who they are. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was waiting for that. I was waiting. <laughs> so, do you have any other nitpicks? I didn't have any nitpicks. I have all dislikes, full blown dislikes. 
Okay, girl, I'm ready. You you go. It's dawn dislike time. Dawn, dawn dislike rant. time. Dawn rant is happening. <laughs> I already had my rant. I did my rant. That was my one rant. Okay. okay. Well, maybe this is um half rant. Okay. So another one of my dislikes is that this book is the type of book where the author wants you to try and solve the case. He's putting in clues for you to try and solve the case with them. This is not one of those books where you're along for the ride. Like I just read The Paris Apartment and that book is where you're just along for the ride. You're not trying to figure anything out. So with this book, I was like, yes, this is my jam. I'm going to take mental notes. I didn't write anything down, but I'm going to take mental notes. I'm really going to pay attention. I'm really going to try and solve the murder. And I didn't because the red herrings had more clues than the actual murder. And so, of course, I fell for the red herring. And I'm like, I don't like that. Like, I understand you're trying to keep, you're trying to keep some of, you know, the, um, I'm distracted by my mom's religion. I'm sorry. She's, I told her to shut it up. I was like, listen, lady, I am recording. It's not Wednesday. It is not Wednesday. <laughs> Still, I'm about to text her and be like, um, excuse me, ma'am. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, the red herrings were great because they gave several clues, but the actual clues to the murderer, I was, I'm not going to say anything until the spoiler edition, but yeah, I was mad about that. So that was a dislike. And, um, let me see. I felt like some of the character development could have been a little bit better. Some of the characters were really good, except the FBI agent. But several of them were really good, but they could have been great. Just a little bit more development. It would have pushed the book over a little bit to a higher rating. But mm -hmm. yeah, those were all my dislikes, though. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I really like, I was like, see, kind of like, I, I think that is probably the number one thing that I just, I, I felt disconnected from. Yeah. You know, was the FBI agent. Um. So yeah, so some things that we liked. Um, honestly, I I really enjoyed the plot twists. I was mm -hmm. all for it. Like, there have been so many books that we have read and read, and it's like, okay, like I know who done it. Like I I I know who it is. Um, and I felt like Alex Finley really did a good job of like constantly turning the table. We're constantly looking at someone else because this clue was brought up or you have an ultimatum or you know maybe it was this person and you really start to think like was it so and so was it not maybe i don't know like um and especially with um one of the main characters chris and his obsession with the vlogger that's yeah. all i'm going to say like that whole twist right there was one of those things that i was like I was so in for because it was very unique to him as a character. Yeah. Um, and then even, you know, with Ella, who's the therapist and everything like that, like she had her own twist going on in the story. And it's just, yeah, I thought, I thought he did a good job because I was on the edge of my seat because I really did not, you know, peg who it was supposed to be at that yeah. point in time. Yeah, I totally I was, agree. I was too distracted. I was too distracted. Unlike the last book that we just read, where it was like, really? You know? We know who did it. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this, this book kind of read like a movie or a TV show, just like the pacing was really, was done really well. 
the twists came in at the right time. They were not predictable twists. Um, I too did not guess. And even if I had of, I wouldn't have been upset about it because he wants you to try and guess. That's the whole point is try and figure out who the killer is. Yeah. Um, so even if I had of, it wouldn't have made it predictable. It would, it just would have been like the book was written well because it laid out the, it laid out, you know, the clues really well. I have been watching a couple of booktubers talk about this book and some people are like, I guess the killer right away. Okay. You, just because you guess the name off the top of your head does not mean you guess the killer. I call bullshit on that. So if that's you, I call bullshit on that. That don't count. You have to use the clues anyway. Uh, yeah. I like the twists and turns. It was, it was, especially the, um, the FBI agent's assistant. Like, he seemed like he just came right out of a movie. And I, I liked, I liked him a lot. Atticus. Atticus. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was like, okay, I am all in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I, I agree with you. If you spotted who it was right away just based on a feeling, mm-mm. No. No. No, no, no. There were too many feelings happening that you could have guessed, like, at least ten of them yeah. to be the person who done it. Um, no. There's no, there's no, no. No. Mm-mm. I really liked Ella. I thought that she was an interesting character because she was a therapist, yet she was incredibly flawed. Like, this girl needed therapy herself, and she was self-aware. Like, she knew she was a shitty person, and what she was doing was not okay, yet she didn't seek help for whatever reason, and yet she was helping teen teens. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know yeah. how realistic that is for an actual therapist to counsel people when they have some serious trauma that they haven't dealt with, but it worked for the book. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. But I think the thing that gave her, like, the the upper edge with her character is the fact that she recognized that she was flawed, like, and she was very self-aware. It's like, okay, like, so she's hopefully close enough to seeking the help that she really yeah. truly needed um but i liked i like a character's honesty like don't lie to yourself don't sit there and do x y and z like own your insecurities and your fears and that makes you way more credible person yeah you know so um another thing that i really liked about this book is that oh, i just i really like the nostalgia okay blockbuster in the 90s like i just pictured it you could still smell the popcorn and yeah. all the kids ashley so ashley is a lot younger than me so like you were born in the 90s i was not so like what like what's your memory of blockbuster so I, I mean, like we went to Blockbuster every Friday night to get a movie. Like that was the thing, you know, in the VHS section to pick it out. And I remember like, you know, the, the worn down like printed covers, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and all of that. But I remember the Blockbuster in Zion and the one in Waukegan. That was like the one that was like a little bit newer yeah. um, to go to for a while. Um, and then even when I went to college, there was still a blockbuster close by. And so it was before they went ultimately bankrupt, like all over the country and like completely shut down because, you know, streaming yeah. and everything like that started to happen. Um, so <laughs> I'm old enough where I think 
I was a kid when Blockbuster first started. Like, I remember when the Blockbuster in Zion, it's where the AutoZone is now by the Dollar Family Dollar. Yeah. Before that, that was a like a flea market. And then it became a Blockbuster. So I was a kid when it wasn't even Blockbuster. <laughs> and we were like, yay, Blockbuster. And yeah, I remember going in and, you know, you would um you would be really sad when there was no empty cases, which meant they were all sold out. That was a bummer. The worst too when a new movie would come out and they were just all the empty cases across yeah. and you're just like, dang it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I love so Blockbuster. Good. I ha- I think I had my own Blockbuster card at yes. one point. And yeah. Yes. It was a good so, time. Yeah. Totally love that because I was brought like and I could envision that and I think that he wrote too people who knew what blockbuster was (laughs) so that little like hint to it i was like oh yeah and then even the characters of who worked at the blockbuster i was like i remember those people yeah because it was always teenagers (laughs) who worked at the blockbuster yeah yeah those high schoolers that Mm -hmm. were just trying to you know get a couple extra bucks in their pocket (laughs) yeah oh but it was so it was so good because I still also remember like if you got good grades on your report card, you could go in and you could get like on Tuesdays and you could get like a, a free movie or whatever it oh, okay. was. Like if you had A's. <laughs> I don't remember that, but. A's or B's. Okay. Or whatever. But yeah, that was, I was all for the nostalgia because it wasn't overkill. No. And so I really liked that because it was like, it wasn't too much down your throat if you will yeah so i said all my likes okay i mean just Um, overall i thought it was an entertaining book overall yeah my last like is i really love that this story is told from all of those different pov's i need it like this book if it would not have been done that way would not have been as successful as it was because i feel like when you are really um, thinking about like a whodunit serial killer style, like you have to have those other POVs or else like the story just kind of loses its momentum, if, yeah. if you will. Where you have to get really creative to be able to tell that. And like you said, with even just the way that it was told, like it could be seen as like a movie or a show or, or something like that, like in that sort of timeline, I think, yeah, it was just, it was really good and it was fast pace this is a fast book like you can zip through it in one night if you really want to um and yeah that's all i have okay well that is our spoiler free edition of the night shift by alex finley remember our next podcast will be a gallant by v schwab and if you want to hear us talk about the book like in depth and spoil everything you can stay tuned listen to our spoiler edition otherwise we will catch you in the next podcast if you are still here we are going to start are you ready for the five four three two one have you been practicing (laughs) i just hope that one day it's just gonna click click all right all right we are gonna start the spoiler edition in five four three two one close did you do it i think you were i think you are on a delay and i missed it but yeah you did it yay janet jackson will be proud okay thank you thank you well let's get into the obvious thing is who done it did you guess no who did you guess my goodness 
I was convinced, I was convinced that it was um, Vince and Chris's dad. I really, truly was for the longest time. The longest time I thought it was him. Um, And then I had a slight moment where I was like, maybe it is some Joe Schmo that just showed up out of nowhere and they're all thinking it's whoever. No. Mm -mm. I... So I had guessed a lot of the stuff correctly. So I had guessed that I don't remember anybody's damn name, but I had guessed that Jesse was old girl's daughter, Kate's daughter. Nope, missed that. I guessed that. Um, because I don't know. I think it was because of the sweet, the good night, sweet princess. I was like, okay, I think she might be related to the dad. And so I thought it was Jesse for a minute. And then I was like, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense. She doesn't really have a motive. And so I ultimately fell for one of the red herrings, which was the lead detective guy who was friends with the family. I thought it was him for the exact reasons that was the red herring. I was like, he was really close to her. He's okay. gross, a gross old man. Ew. Ah, he fathered her baby. That's why he knew about the sweet, good princess or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew wrong. it wasn't him, no, because they kept bringing him up, and I was like, no. You calling me a loser? No what? Are you calling me a loser? No, <laughs> I'm just saying that I didn't guess it. And then I knew that it wasn't the dad of Vince and Chris when he was like, I know where Vince is. And I was like, oh, crap, it's not you. Oh, I knew he was <laughs> dead. I knew he was dead. I knew he killed the mom, and I knew he killed Vince. I was like, oh, they're dead. There's just no way. Yeah, that whole, like, reveal of, like, how sick and twisted the dad was and the fact that Chris's mom and that they found her, like, in the barrel. Well, before we get into that, let's, 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 let's stay with the killer. Yeah, no, no. no, no, And then we'll go, and then we'll get back to her. Um, We can do that. Yeah. Okay, so it was the principal, and this is why I was very upset. Because I originally had said it could be the principal because he had motive. Well, no, he didn't have motive. That's why I was pissed. He had opportunity because he had access to the locker and he's the only one with access to the locker. So I was like, okay, but he didn't have a motive and we didn't know his motive until way at the end. Like I'm supposed to be paying attention because he was a driver's ed teacher and she took driver's ed, the newer girl who was killed. I'm like, those clues were like teeny, 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 tiny. That if you blink, you missed it. Yeah. And I was like, that's not okay. I was mad because I, 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 I totally missed the driver's ed thing. Exactly. When they were talking about it, I was like, what? Did I miss something? Like, did I miss that he was a driver? I think I did miss he was I the missed driver. It. And it was probably said like one hot second and, you know, there it went um and whatever but at the same time like I was trying to think like who would have access to the locker well it would be someone who either works at the school or someone that has access to getting those keys like who is like um you know a student to a teacher or like they're close really related or whatever like I knew it wasn't any of the parents of the girl's daughters like knew that I'm like okay there's something fishy going on right there like they must have all been in cahoots right um 
actually never <laughs> when we went through all of that you know but it's like like I knew it wasn't Vince and I'm like it's too obvious and I feel like even back then back in the 90s like technology was not where it was now so to be able to locate a killer and to be able just to like go oh well there was a weapon so there you go and like we framed someone and whatever like it's done but he still wasn't tried though he was you know deemed that he could be a suspect and then he vanished mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like okay well obviously not him <laughs> you don't have him <laughs> um and all that so yeah i i did not know it was i was shocked i was shocked too that he held his character so well that he calls Ella knowing full well that she was a victim of the blockbuster murder to go and assist this girl yeah (laughs) because he knows that she's been through a traumatic experience and I'm like that is twisted twisted well I think people like that they want to keep they want to keep people like Ella close so that he can find out what she knows, how much she knows. So he wants to keep in contact with that person. That's why killers, I like, I watch, I watch a lot of true crime and stuff. I'm a weirdo. Um, and so I'm one of those people. So killers will like befriend the police and they will go in and like be helpful because they want to know what the police knows. So I think that's why and he liked it. a blind up. eye too, like right, yeah. like I totally like didn't deem him a suspect. No, in any capacity, I was like, yeah. "Wow, good for you for being around for so long <laughs> to be able to know that this person, <laughs> that this person was part of this murder." Good for you. <laughs> you call me stupid. <laughs> does not I do not watch to crime like I just my imagination goes wild wild um so yeah <laughs> I was shocked however at the that the dads killed Vince I know yeah. something was up because every time the cops came around they would be angry and be like get away from here but yeah. the women weren't like if it was a single mom the single moms were like, oh, I'm happy to help you. But if there was a dad, they would be like shutting the door in their face. And so I thought that was odd, but I didn't think too much of it. But yeah, that was a big twist that I didn't see coming, which was really sad. Yeah. And see, and I should have known too, like I was a daddy's girl, like a hundred percent. I'm like, there is no way my daddy would not have sat there and been like, you want to know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. And like, you know, gave them the 411. The fact that these dads were like shutting the door like that, that's why I thought it was one of the dads for the longest time. Because they were all trying to cover their butts or like someone lost it, you know, and they're trying to keep it safe within the community, like lip sealed type of thing. That's why I thought it was Vince's dad. Yeah. Because they, you know, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, anything else about the murder? Who the murderer was? He was a psycho. He was a psycho. You talking about the dad? Huh? You talking about the dad? Or the the murderer? Or the murderer, okay. 
is a psycho man off hunting elephants and lions with dark guns and like yeah that was weird and arrow? like what is that <sighs> that was weird that was weird i thought i was reliving jumanji for a second that was weird so. okay Mm-hmm. Um, which character do you think had the most growth? Or who was your favorite character? Let's do that. Who was your favorite character? Oh, okay. Well, I think my favorite character, um, I think it had to be Ella. I really did enjoy Ella a lot. Um, I felt for her in a lot of areas, um, I think that I also really, I, I really did enjoy Chris as well, Vince's brother, because he did show exuberance amount of growth and like the fact that he was holding on to this fantasy of yeah. like his brother still being um, alive and trying to, you know, connect to him and like all of that. That's yeah, great. I liked, I liked that he was really like hooked on this vlogger and how he thought it was his brother and he was just basically holding on to hope as the reader I knew it wasn't his brother um but I I wanted it to be his brother for Chris's sake um but yeah I was really sad when he found out it wasn't him but the end they they end up going off and doing their own vlog and living the life they wanted to live so I did like that little addition to the story I was sad though that it wasn't Vince. I was like, I was holding yeah. on just for that, like just for like that them to have closure in a more beautiful way, yeah, than the horrific way that they like had to like relive all of that it was just that's brutal. Yeah, brutal. I my favorite character was Ella too. I think. She, like I said in the spoiler-free edition, she was the most rounded of the characters. She was really flawed. She was self-aware. And it was little things that she did that the character wrote or the author wrote that I thought was really cool. Was that she, when she went out on her Tinder dates, her one-night stand Tinder dates, she would use candy, which were the girls that were murdered with her. Like, it was a, a way of keeping them alive a little bit or still being their friends or something one could discuss all kinds of ways why she decided to name herself Candy and Mandy. Um, but I thought I thought that was really sweet. And I liked her relationship with Jessie. She kind of mm -hmm. seemed to be living vicariously through her because I'm just imagining that, like, going through that trauma at 17, like, your, your youth yeah. is over. It's done. And so now she has this 17-year-old girl who's a little reckless. Um, Ella was very sheltered in her life. And even hanging out with Candy and Mandy was like some freedom and hanging out with some some girls that are a little wild. And now we have Jessie, who's kind of like that, too. And she kind of got to live, be a teenager again through her. I thought that was a really good moment. Yeah, I love that whole relate that that dynamic. Who experienced it like so many years ago and then someone else like right away. I'm like that's what the trauma unit needs. Like they need people like that, which is like sad, but it's also, I feel, I feel like the victims would be able to heal quicker from a situation like that. And I don't mean like to come to terms with it, but to be able to just move forward in life, knowing that someone else 
is moving forward in life, even though they're not perfect and they won't be perfect, but you're seen and you're heard and you can empathize with someone. Um, so I really liked that too. Um, I did think it was interesting how she was trying to like live her life through Jesse a little bit. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, disliked character. I think I already said it. I, I, it was just because she was pregnant. If she wasn't pregnant, she would be great. Like, I, I don't know. Her husband was a wimp bag, too. <laughs> a wimp bag, not a wimp bag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind him. He was a little over, a little extra, but... Yeah, she was my least liked character, too. I, yeah, I was waiting for her to have been, like, a student studying law, like, with it, right? Like, she, they used that case, you know, oh, as something okay. in, in her school to um, grow how she would solve it or whatever. Or she was put on these, you know, cold cases where they don't know who it is. They have evidence that it's, it's just gone to a dead end or whatever. And it was just more of, like... Asian badass reporting for duty. We see eight and a half month pregnant Asian Keller storming in to alert the police that they have caught the autistic son. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, Miss Congeniality, you know, 2.5 over here. Like, just stroll it in. <laughs> that's, what, that's just how I felt. Um, yeah. It was very comical um, and not in a good way. Like, I don't... Yeah, that part, once again, was a little patronizing because I think Finley was trying to give us some commentary on not necessarily defund the police, but mm -hmm. that we need more therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists on, you know, in the police force so that they can go and defuse the situation rather than the police who are going to escalate it. Like, I see what you're doing, Alex Finley. I see it. We see you. We see but... you. And didn't really do anything with that, though. I mean, if you're going to give that commentary, awesome, but you got to do something with it. Don't just check a box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, and I, what I did like, uh, see, I did like Agent Color in some areas, right? But it's like, I like that she always looked beneath the surface. Like, she was showing the differentiation between, like, um, you know, someone just storming in, someone looking at every single different angle and why that's important to have multiple eyes on a scene, you know? But so, like, I got that. But, yeah, the whole... <laughs> I just... <laughs> that's what I, I... I saw Sandra Bullock, like, storming oh. I don't know who I saw, but it wasn't That's Sandra. who I saw. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> the donut air boob left to pop. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Oh, wow. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have any other questions? Those are all the questions. No. Well, um, okay, overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. Did this book, like meet your criteria of a good thriller mystery 
I think in some cases it did. Um, I think for the most part, it checked a lot of boxes for me. Like when I read a thriller, I don't want to know who did it. I don't want to. I want to be surprised. Um, but I want you to leave me with enough clues that I am constantly trying to figure it out myself. Um, I do like the fact that it was fast paced. I do like the fact that there was a 15 year difference. Um, I do like the fact that it wasn't fluffy also. Like there was death in the book. A lot of characters died. You know, a lot of characters that we liked died. Like poor Atticus, I felt so bad. He was just like, you know, he was was just starting off. Yeah. Just starting off and he knew and instead of, you know, doing what he was supposed to do, which was call for backup, he was like, No, I'm gonna do it because I know I'm right. Oh. yeah that was at first i thought they killed everybody and i was like i don't like this i know because because of the way that he ends it you're yeah. like okay so they all died they all died i don't know i did know that someone was gonna die because i was like those babies are gonna live you just watch the babies are gonna live and they're gonna name them after whoever died and i was like I swear to God, if it's atticus i'm gonna be upset and i knew it was gonna be him too yeah that was that was a bummer and then finding the fact that the dads beat the mess out of Vince, that was just brutal. It was so bad. It was so bad. And <laughs> so bad. Yeah. That's sad. So it was. I was like, Ugh, I wanted him to be the vlogger. <laughs> You know, and I hope that dad, um, I hope that Vince and Chris's dad was locked up in jail for a very long time. Because not only have you had first degree murder, you are also a culprit of assisting in a murder. Well, they would just charge you with murder. Like, there's no murder assist. If you're there, you're charged. Well, see, you would know that because, you know, you watch all that stuff. I don't. As far as I got was CSI, man. CSI Miami. I was all there for it. (laughs) And that is nothing like true crime. It's not the same. No. So, what about you? Did it meet your criteria, Don? It did, with the exception of not that that the, the clue that led to the killer was, like, briefly mentioned. Whereas the red herrings were just, like, in your face. Mm-hmm. Other than that, and the whole pregnant lady thing, um, yeah, everything you said, I agree. Fast paced, lots of good twists. Characters were mostly good. Yeah, yeah and I didn't. I I did also like the fact that there was that cliffhanger at the end because you don't really know what happens to the characters that are left in the story, and it's not where you would have saw them either. Like with Chris and um. Ella going off and doing their own vlogging thing and really just escaping the world of New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just leave it behind, leave it behind. Oh. Yeah. All right. I would read something else by him, so. Well, apparently, go, his other stuff is good too. Apparently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah I might read something else by him let's get to know 
Yeah. He, this is his second book. Oh, so then his first book is probably, I don't know. Yes, and I found something else about his first book, too. So, good luck. Because I was reading through some stuff. Why are you saying it like that? And why are you playing because with your hair like that? I like you're an evil like... scientist. I'll say it, I'll say it off because I don't want to okay. spoil it for someone else if they're wanting to read book two Uh-oh. or book one or whatever, his first, his first book, book that he wrote. This isn't a series. What I'm saying is... <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, thank you for joining us for The Night Shift by Alex Finley. Once again, our next podcast will be Galants, Galants, Gallants by V. Schwab. And until then, we will catch you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye-bye.